With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gordon Bird here with Beyond the News. The state budgeting process is something that not a lot of people are intimately familiar with. Uh, it's complicated and there are a lot of organizations and people who haven't had any contact with it whatsoever. Uh, what's happening this coming Saturday is that there's going to be kind of an online workshop for people and organizations who want to see something in the state budget to explain to them how the appropriations process works and how to apply to get something in there. And uh, it's something that uh, you can take part in if you represent uh, a, an organization that might be interested in this process. Uh, two people from the legislature are going to be taking part in it, uh, Senator Darrell Ruslan of St. Petersburg and State Representative Diane Hart of Tampa. We have Representative Hart connected to us right now. And uh, Representative Diane Hart, uh, good day and welcome to Beyond the News. Thank you so much, Warden, for allowing me this opportunity to be on with you on Beyond the News. Well, now, this is something that, as I said, it's not something that a lot of people are familiar with. And my sense is, first, tell us uh, the reason for doing this. I'm sure that th this is an attempted outreach to get information out to a, a lot of people who are doing things that might be uh, inclusive, that, that might be included in the state budget, but uh, maybe have not had a chance to apply or don't understand how the process works. Yeah, I'm, I'm really very excited about putting on this appropriation workshop. This is the second year, and we like to call it Appropriation 101. Many of you all may know that we had a $100 billion budget last year, and in that budget, there were many organizations that actually got funded. There were some that got cut. So what we don't guarantee you is whether or not you'll get the dollars. But what I do guarantee is that you will have an opportunity to better understand the process and how to apply. So that's why it's so, so important, Gordon, that people get on and they listen. You'll get an opportunity to literally walk through your application right along with us as we present this on our Zoom on Saturday from 10 to 1. So people will uh, be able to log into Zoom, join this meeting, mm -hmm. uh, follow along as uh, you and Senator Rousson are going through uh, a sample form, I assume, and be able to actually create their own appropriations request. No, actually, it's going to be a, an actual form. And everybody is going to be given the link to pull up your form so that you will have your own form on your computer and you will follow us as we legitimately look at an actual 2022 appropriations form and we'll go step by step every single line on there if it you know if it pertains to you then you get to answer it if it don't you don't have to you just put an na but we are doing this because come january that's when we go back to session all of the appropriations will be due and there'll be a short window so if we start this now, you can submit your applications immediately after they're completed. And every app 
that goes into the house, you have to have a house sponsor and a Senate sponsor. And that's why I asked my wonderful senator to work with me on this so that we are both working in concert together. When someone fills out one of these forms and submits mm -hmm. something for potential appropriations, uh, right. give us the, the bill on Capitol Hill treatment of how, how this is walked through the process from there. Well, this is what happens. Once they finish their appropriation form, they were send it to myself, State Representative Diane Hart, or they may decide they, they live in another part of the state and they're watching us and they want to send it to their legislator. But every form must go to a state rep and to a senator. So once we get it in the House, when I get mine, I'll say to Senator Roussan, I have, you know, X organization and I'm putting in their appropriation. Will you put it in on the Senate side? So whatever rep they send it to, they may choose to send it to their own. They can do that. What we do is all of these applications, then they go into our appropriation list. It used to be that every committee listened to them, but that's not the way it is now. It, all of the agencies that apply are put on one list. It comes to my committee. I sit on Ways and Means, and it'll come into my committee. And we all get to vote if we'd like to see this list move forward. If one of the people sitting on that committee says, I don't like Gordon's application, he's asking for X, Y, Z, and we don't think that's a good thing, then they will vote no against you. But if the rest of us, and it's about 17, if the rest of us vote yes, then you stay on the list and you move to the next committee. And that's how that appropriation gets moved along. Now, on the Senate side, the same thing is happening. When we get finished and we're ready to put together the budget, we go into a group where we look at the budget items and you decide what you're carrying, what you're not. You know, somebody may have decided they don't wish to carry that item. Then they should notify that person that I cannot carry that. But typically that's not what we do. We should carry every appropriation and leave it to the governor to decide if he's gonna strike it or not, because that's eventually what will happen. Everything that we put in for an appropriation will end up on a long sheet. If it makes it through all the committees without some committee person saying, we don't like it and that whole committee votes against it, then it will stay in the process until it gets to the governor's desk. And at that point, the governor has a little red pen. He decides if he sees some things on there that he doesn't like, then he gets to strike them. But we can guarantee you one thing, we will get them in. We just cannot guarantee you that she'll get funded. And one thing I have noticed over the years, of course, the, the governor has the power of the line item veto which is right. uh, unique to state as opposed <laughs> to the federal government, he can strike individual appropriations from the budget. Uh, but one thing I have right. noticed over the years is that a lot of projects and uh, ideas that uh, get left out of the budget one year uh, uh, often make it in the next. And I, is, is, uh, I, I don't know what kind of rhyme or reason for that, but it, there is to that, but it seems that it often happens that way. 
It does. And I honestly don't know. I mean, I don't honestly even know how the governor decides which one he thinks is not important enough to move forward. Because all of us who are putting in appropriations, we think our ideas are good. And we may be doing children programs. You know, we may be doing senior programs. We may be doing a housing project. So he gets to decide how much because sometimes he won't strike you completely, but your dollar amount may get reduced when we get into looking at all the line items. Because there's a round that happens before it gets to the governor's um, desk. I sit on transportation and infrastructure. So transportation and infrastructure will take all of the things that may fall up under their category. Children's services will take all the things that may fall up under their category. And what under their committees. And what will happen is at that point, we start to really narrow down and in each committee and look at those items and kind of say, well, you know, this year they're asking for $150,000, but we think we could possibly get in with $25,000. So that dollar amount gets reduced to that $25,000 because there will become, there will come a time before it hits the governor's desk where there will be budget appropriation workshops and that's where you kind of clean up items headed for the budget. They may reduce the dollar amount in their committee. Children's services may say no. 10 people are doing that very same thing and we'll give everybody $10,000 a piece. You know, so it is a process, but it's a process that we want the community and we want agencies and organizations to understand better so that they can at least put in an appropriation we had Sickle Cell Foundation two years ago, they didn't come back last year, and they were funded. And that was their very first time ever getting state money. So you never know. So we say to everybody, if you have a not-for-profit and you have a good idea, apply. Now we're just don't know. We're speaking with State Representative Diane Hart, and she and Senator Daryl Russon are going to be putting on a Zoom presentation this coming uh, Saturday about how to apply for a state appropriation from the legislature when the state budget is put together. And uh, are you going to be offering any special uh, tips, uh, any ideas along with the budget, with uh, the appropriations form filling out process as far as uh, what are things that people uh, can do to help their organization uh, get a leg up in that budgeting process? Absolutely. We're going to tell you, first of all, don't come in with some unrealistic dollar amount. The other thing we like to remind people of is if you've never done this before, they're going to want to see that you have some money. You got some skin in the game. You need to have some money of your own. That would have happened if we fund you one year and we don't the next. How would your project continue on? When you put together your budget, we don't like to see top heavy all admin. We want to see the services pushed out from the dollars that people get. So those are definitely things we want people to remember. Don't go in looking to just fund all of your administration and no money really going into your programs. Your programs are far more important to this process. So they're really looking for that. And we're looking for people, you know, don't come in, you've never done anything before, but you'd like to have a million dollars to get started on your, pro your project. We say not come in with something that's very realistic. 
If you've never done anything before, if you have, you want to make sure you talk about it. There will be a spot for you to fill out, to talk about what you're doing, how it's going to impact people. The more people it impact, the better it is. You know, if it's children, we're always looking for programs for at-risk kids. So those things will be important. And yeah, we'll we'll kind of give some pointers to people on some things that you should make sure you take a look at as you fill out your app. So track record and uh, having a track record in funding is certainly alternate sources of funding, private contributions and whatever. Right. Are certainly a couple of critical things to have if you are applying for a state appropriation. Absolutely, absolutely. They'd like to know that if we could not fund you the following year, how would you survive? Or would this just be a one-time project? We're not doing, at least we didn't do any last year, small organizations with none with reoccurring funds. That means that once you're in the budget, you stay. No, you're having to come in every year. And there will be somebody that will physically, want, if you're approved, you will be put through scrutiny. They're gonna make sure that every dime you receive is spent just how you said it would be spent from whichever one of those categories you're in, whether it's health or housing or you know, children's services, whatever department is gonna oversee your funding, they will make sure that your dollars are spent just like you say they are going to be spent. So once again, you know, some very good information is gonna be passed uh, uh, out in this Zoom conference. Uh, Tell us how uh, people who would like to take part uh, may sign up, what links they need to follow and all of that. Well, what they can do is they can go out on social media and you're gonna have to register in order for you to be on the Zoom. Now you can get up on our Facebook page and follow it as well. It will be telecast by Facebook too. But if you want to literally be in the meeting with us so that you could you know, raise your hand and we can open it up for you to ask your question because on Facebook, you'll have to put it into the chat. So, but once you register, then you will be sent a link of the Zoom and you go, you go to https forward slash forward slash zoom dot us slash meeting slash register and we'll pop up and you'll be able to actually register it'll send you a link to register on and if you are not for profit and you all would like to just reach right out directly to me you can send me an email at diane d-i-a-n-n-e dot heart h-a-r-t at myfloridahouse.gov and i'm happy to send it to as many people you can send me a list of people with their emails that you'd like to get registered and we're happy to do that and we'll send it right out to you and you'll be able to just click on it fill out your name and information and then you'll get the zoom link with the id and password so that you can just click on it and come right into the meeting but what we're asking people to do gordon is to make sure you have your computer have it fully charged because we know that it's going to be several hours so we're saying either keep it on charge I'll make sure it is completely charged. And as we begin, we will be able to help you download your application. It's really, it's very simple. You'll go to Florida State House of Representatives and you'll click on appropriations. And the form, it'll say writable appropriation form 2022. And you bring your form up on your computer. 
you will be able to follow us step by step, drop in information to help you when you go back to complete your application because there will be some budget items that you'll have to provide. How are you going to spend your money basically? But it'll be set up there for you. And then you're going to talk about how many people you think you can serve, what demographics you're going to be able to serve. So all of that will be gone over on Saturday. Right, and we'll try to include a link as well on our site, uh, WFLNews.com. Okay. Thank you, uh, Representative Diane Hart of uh, serving uh, Tampa and uh, portions of Tampa and Hillsborough County in the state legislature. Thank you very much for joining us on Beyond the News. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.